everybody. Welcome to PRI Talk. Uh, this week, I got on the phone with Lindsay Petzold, the head of volleyball coach over at Plano High School, and talked to her a little bit about what the fall was going to look like this year and kind of what her perspective was on some of the differences between high school and college. Uh, so that's up next. Enjoy it. Okay, Lizzie. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Wanted wanted to really get your um, kind of perspective, um, and, and you can talk a little bit about yourself here, and that's that's great. Um, what what are some of the differences that you see or that you've seen at least um, between high school and college from from your perspective now from going you know the same thing I did went from college down to you know club and high school like what's been some of the differences that you've seen. Yeah, so um, I coached club in high school for nine years out of college after playing and then ended up back at my alma mater to coach for three years at McNeese and uh, and now back in the high school world. So uh, I've kind of feel like I have a lot of different perspectives as an athlete to a coach to a college coach. But I think one of the biggest things that I was thinking on is that, you know, as a high school athlete that's being recruited um, at the college world, you're sometimes the best kid on your team. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's interesting when you see these kids come in and, you know, McNeese was division one, but you see these kids come in and they're not the best in the gym anymore. And so I think that that's, that's kind of a big difference. And some kids know how to handle that and it makes them kind of rise to the occasion. And there's also kids that get to that level, um, who struggle with that because they don't really know how to interact with a team where they're not the stud player. Sure. What, um, um, like, is there anything that, that, that we could do on our end to kind of help combat that? Cause that is, that, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what could be done more or differently kind of at the high school and, and club levels to kind of help combat that a little bit? You think? Yeah. I mean, I, I know there are co- different coaching styles and different things that coaches do, but I think it's a big deal at the high school level to teach these kids about leadership and, and being a good teammate. And um, I'm not saying that coaches are not spending time on that. I just choose to spend a little bit more time on that. Um, yeah. And I think that that kind of puts things into perspective uh, maybe for some of these players, like, Hey, listen, like you're the best kid out here. We, we all know this, um, but this is how you're going to be a great teammate. And this is what you need to expect when you, you get into the college world and how to, how to handle that. So I think just maybe just some life lessons a little bit um, to take, yeah, to take that with them when they leave. Yeah. It's funny. I was, when I was talking, you know, Greg Miller, um, over the voice of the SFA volleyball, right? Greg, yes, I don't know. Yes. Maybe you've never met him, but he, he was on the podcast with me some weeks ago and, and we were talking about just similar kind of things. And I don't think any of this made it on the podcast, but you know, we were talking about defense as a, as a skill, as a, you know, um, front row, back row defense and how different it's trained and taught at the college level than at high school. Um, and I'm always interacting with college coaches that comment to me about kids blocking um, mm-hmm. and, oh, she's not really blocking very well. We really like our kids to do this more and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I try to be as honest as I can and just say like, they don't practice blocking, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> you know? And, it, and it's yeah. different and it, it's not that they don't work on it. It's not that they don't train it at all, but I think the perspective is just way, way different on, yes. on a skill like blocking when you're talking about having hours of game film to watch and, 
and planning for different opponents and tendencies and stuff like that. Like blocking and defense takes on a whole nother, um, I don't know, projection when, yeah. when you're doing it that way. So, yeah, I think that at the high school level, I think there's kind of this misconception um, that blocking doesn't score a lot of points. And I'll probably to put things into perspective, it doesn't score as many points yeah. um, as it does at the college level. So I, you know, going into the high school world and being uh, the blocker that I was at McNeese, I'm like, how do you guys not know how to block? You know, it was like, <laughs> Oh, like how, where, where, why haven't you been taught this? You're a junior in high school, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is interesting that different coaches um, tend to, I don't want to say ignore it, but kind of just let kids do it. And I'm going to say with the time that we've had in the gym, you know, it is definitely something that I want to work on more, but it seems like time kind of gets away because you have these big oh, other things yeah. that you want to focus on. You're like, well, maybe this gets put to the, to the back. Um, sure. Cause we're not bad at it. You know, we're, we're all right. They're, they obviously have learned something, but it's like, you're definitely right. We spent so much time in college, like just breaking down blocking and being really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you and I don't know what it was like for you guys at McNeese but I know like serving was always we always did serving but it wasn't necessarily always a huge focus point for us and then I remember coming back down to high school and going like oh man we need to serve for like an hour's worth of practice yes. today because <laughs> <laughs> yes. we have to focus on serving so there, there's definitely some different um some different things there between between the two yeah for um, sure what um, people are really really surprised that Texas is playing volleyball. Like I, I'm on some some coaching groups and stuff like that on Facebook, and they're always like, "Texas is playing volleyball." Like, oh my gosh, you guys had club tryouts, like all this, mm-hmm. all this stuff. People are really really surprised. So what's what are some of the concerns right now? What are some of the things you guys are going through at the high school volleyball level? Because you guys are playing your first matches here in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, now we're in September. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so what are some of the processes and stuff that you guys are going through and what's all that like right now, kind of training volleyball with COVID? Yeah. Um, well, I think it started, we had strength and conditioning kind of set up in June. So I would say that was kind of the, the start of how does this look and how do we get our kids back on campus, um, doing that. So we actually ended up having 180 female athletes come in, a lot of them volleyball players. Um, and so that kind of introduced, I guess, me and the rest of the coaches that were involved into, okay, this is going to look a little different. Um, but you know, we, as other people, the cases didn't explode. Um, so yeah, it was like, you know, I think they put out, put out a stat that was like, there's 699,000, um, people in Texas, high school athletes that went through strength and conditioning and only like 0.02% actually got COVID. Yeah. Um, so I think that has kind of pushed, I, I don't want to judge UIL or say what they're doing right or wrong, but I think that was kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens if we add in skill sessions and let's see what happens if we, we plan to have a volleyball season. And so, yes, there are concerns. I think for sure. Um, I would be naive to say that there's not, but I also think that, you know, we're, we're doing, we're following the steps that we've been given. Our administration has been amazing um, with supporting us and what we're supposed to do and what that's supposed to look like. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to knock on wood here. Um, it's, we've been <laughs> fortunate that like, we've been healthy. Yeah. And so, you know, I can tell you some of the things we've been doing and I know that none of these are foolproof and that COVID is out there and people are going to get it. But I think that our parents and, um, 
staff feel confident that we are doing the best we can and that we've been, you know, fortunate that we've been able to do it this long. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what are you guys focused on right now? Like as a team, I mean, obviously there's can be a lot of distractions and shortened season and no tournaments and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, what, what are, what are some of your guys focuses right now? Skill wise, mental wise, tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's always in the back of our head, like, look, this can be taken away from you tomorrow. Um, I try not to focus, focus on that, but I also think it's like, Hey, let's get in the gym because if this is our last day of volleyball, let's be really good at it. um mentality but we personally are focusing on serving and passing um i know that's (laughs) not very basic but we are not going to be the biggest team we are not big by any means so i think okay we have this team that doesn't have these six foot two kids what does that look like and what do we need to be really good at so to me serving and passing are definitely um are two big things and then in tempo uh tempo is not something that i focused on in my previous high school days because we didn't really have to um so we're, we're definitely focusing on that and we talked a little bit today about you know really just being competitive every day in our gym so that when september 11th which is crazy to say that that's when we scrimmage um that is just <laughs> building upon our practice yeah so it's yeah. like let's win let's win every day and let's focus one day at a time so that when we get to our scrimmages we feel really good about what we're putting out there and then we can just build off of that yeah what um is is with high school being you know one of the i mean few high school sports are are actually going right now i mean they haven't canceled high school sports in texas a bunch of colleges have have canceled seasons or moved seasons and and whatever Mm -hmm. else um not all of them obviously some of them are still planning on playing some fall this year what Mm -hmm. what has been like if any, and this isn't a question I gave you, sorry, but, but what's been kind of the communication from, from parents as far as, you know, should we be having a season? Should we not be having a season? Are we, are we doing the things that we need to do? Has there been a lot of kind of concern? Like, well, college isn't playing. How come high school is, mm-hmm. has it has been that? I really, to be honest with you, I've heard parents have been extremely supportive I mean I have had some questions especially at the beginning yeah um kind of what the protocols are you know how are you guys social distancing um and obviously we were gradually introduced back to 6v6 so for a while in the summer we were doing skills but you had to be 10 feet apart so it was literally pass set hit make sure you guys aren't getting any closer than that um but kind of as we've progressed I'm pretty happy that you know I think everybody I and I I choose to communicate very well so as soon as you know our administration gives us a new rule or a new hey UIL has put this out um, I've just been very open and honest with the parents and I think that they respect like I said kind of the moves that we're making Um, and when I look at college versus high school I think and you know this like you know college is so much more travel and yeah. you're staying in hotels and, yep. um, you know, the, the places that you go are different. And so I think that there's kind of this safe feeling that, you know, our gym capacity, we can seat 500 people at 30 percent. But the reality is we are not going to get to 500 people. Um, so there are definitely <laughs> like, hey, we're just going to do two tickets per kid. Um, so it makes things I feel like a little bit safer because it can be regulated 
um, a little bit more because we're just not on the scale that the college world is on. Is that is that what you guys are doing as far as fans is two two tickets per kid? What's the what's the fan situation as someone that is not a parent of any high schoolers, but still goes to a lot of high school volleyball games? Yeah, so I think every gym is different, which makes it very challenging. Okay. Um, we have a huge gym. So like I said, our uh, and I know capacity limits are a thing that every administration is looking at. So our capacity limit at 25%, I think, is 500 people. So it's like, okay, well, we're not as worried about it as everybody else. So to my understanding here, um, we're going to sell tickets online so they can monitor kind of how many people will be here. Um, and you okay. are required to purchase a ticket in advance. I think that may be where a lot of gyms are going to go to instead of just showing up at the yeah. door. Yeah. Um, and obviously social distancing. So if you go to, I would assume, you know, smaller gyms. Yeah. I think there's been some schools that have said, Hey, you're going to be limited to two people per person. Um, yeah. So it is definitely going to be different across the board. Obviously masked and social distancing will be required. I believe at every gym. Um, okay. But it's good. Yeah, it's going to look a little different. But I think that's kind of the big social distancing mask and capacity limits, um, depending on where you play. Are have has there been any thought put into more high school volleyball yes. games? Okay. To my knowledge, every team, at least in our district, has set up live streaming, which is an interesting thing because, you know, we scout all these teams. So I'm like, hmm, how does that work in that world? But uh, we actually have a Pixelot camera that's been installed at every Plano ISD facility, um, okay. including football. So I think UIL used to say no live streaming, but obviously in this world we're living in, they've yeah. kind of given everybody the blessing to do that. I think you still like college have to do it through a website where you pay, you know, I don't know, $10 or so. Um, but yeah, actually live streaming is definitely happening. That's, that's good. Cause there's going to be, um, you know, going in kind of maybe some of the next topics, like there's going to be a lot of college coaches out there that are going to want to watch mm-hmm. film um you know i think i think huddle does a really good job with their um, or as good as job as as they can do with um the whole huddle assist and they yes. break it thing um and that i think is is really fantastic and um i've been the, the clubs the club people that i talk to i'm like you guys if you don't have huddle assist you should get it because it's for recruiting wise like it it makes a huge difference and I hate that I'm plugging huddle and they're not paying me for any of this, but, um, <laughs> but uh, the, the ability to like, if a, if a coach wants to watch more film on a kid, um, the ability to just let them have access to that team, you know, and it works the yeah. same way as volumetrics, right? I yes. pick the Jersey yes. number that I want to watch and I pick what kind of contacts I want to watch or all of them or good ones and bad ones. And I can just mm-hmm. click to click to click and just watch a kid, one athlete touched the ball the entire time. And it's really, really See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that wasn't, I knew that huddle assist, we have huddle assist. So I know that I can send my film to be broken down, but I didn't know that it actually gave college coaches that access. Um, I mean, I do it. <laughs> okay. I, well, I, as I, long I, as you have access, then you can break all that down. That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't been able to play around with it because we don't have any games in there yet. So yeah. No, it's, it's really yeah. neat. And, and the feedback from coaches is, is fantastic. And, and it's just, you have to have someone on, on your end that can grant them access to it. Gotcha. And I think.
but no, so we, I mean, we would just go and, and, you know, delete those coaches access gotcha. um, after about a month. Um, and then if they want back in, they just have to ask us and we just. Awesome. Yeah. That's super again. helpful to know. But it's, but it's really nice because then, you know, scouting wise, you know, I mean, you've, you've done the recruiting thing. You go and watch a kid and you're like, I kind of like him. I don't know. Like, do they have more film? And um, yes, you know, they, it gives them the opportunity to watch an entire weekend of, of contacts really, really quickly when, when, you know, during a tournament weekend, they're trying to watch 150 kids. So yeah, um, it's a, it's a really nice, it's a really nice thing. Right, so I, I try to awesome. plug in. Yeah. Um, so, so what would be, um, some of your advice, you don't have to give all your advice, but what would be some of your <laughs> advice for, um, you know, athletes on this side trying to play in college? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things I was thinking on that, of course, there's a lot, but I think just making others around you better. I know that sounds so simple, but like, you know, as a person that recruited when you're going and watching um, an athlete, you know, you don't just watch how good they are. How do they interact with their team? Are they invested? Are they coachable? Um, So I just think to sum that up, it's like make others around you better. If you can do that, you uh, and you're playing at a high level, you're definitely gonna, you know, be able to choose where you go, I think. Yeah. Um, what, what, is that, the, what does that look like? Like, give me a, yeah. give me a tangible example. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, for my kids here and I probably have a couple D one kids, I am not blessed to have 20, but I have a handful that want to go play. Um, to me, it's hard. Like to me, when I watch a court, I'm like, how are you interacting with your teammates? So are you cheering for your middle? If you're an outside, you know, and I'm, I'm not a raw, raw cheerleader person. I'm very intense and passionate. No doubt. Um, or are you that kid that's kind of just like, well, they didn't set me the ball, so I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to go walk back to my spot. You know, um, I think it also is how do you react when something goes wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, because we talked about that today, like, Hey, listen, we all know who the quote unquote best hitter is here today, but when that best hitter is like having a pity party for themselves and everybody is taking note of that, you're not making anybody around you better today. You're basically making your whole yeah. team worse because they are expecting yes. you yeah, to be that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know. That's what I think about, right. It's just, just being a great teammate and, and, and just making everyone around you better and not just be worried about you. Yeah. What, um, what else? I think that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Give, give me a second one. Um, my other thing I wrote down was just do the work and that can be weight room. It can be volleyball. Um, it can be, But to me, that also is like all the other little stuff, like show up and help put up the net and um, help be recruited. So I think there's some very highly even even non freshmen should help. Even non freshmen should show up. That is such an insane idea. But 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 only freshmen. That's it's a freshman job. Like oh, starters, gosh. starters definitely don't have to set up the net, right? I'm being sarcastic right yeah, now. No, I'm teaching life. Starters don't have to set here. up. Um, upperclassmen <laughs> certainly don't have to set up the net. That would that would be you know below them um, <laughs> to do that. In fact, what they should do is they should all sit in the locker room and wait for the freshmen to show up, and <laughs> then then set up yeah. the net instead of yep. going and do it themselves. Yeah. Uh huh. That's um, exactly how the world works for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's well it, it, Plano, Plano senior man we're all doing it show up early good. and get it done get it done I yeah. um I, I mean I'm sure we've both coached athletes that 
they wanted to do as little as possible. Oh yeah. Um, when it came to those sort of things. And, and sometimes like, you know, ev- every athlete is a little bit different and you handle mm-hmm. every kid a little bit different. Um, and so, yeah, it, it definitely is a challenge to try to create some of that team stuff. Um, when, when you have some kids that are purposefully choosing to not insert themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it, it's one of those things like, like my, my philosophy was always like the, you know, your, your captains, your leaders are the ones responsible for doing it. Yeah. And so, so they, they should be the ones, and I hate to say lead by example, cause there's lots of other ways that you could lead, but like if, if, if your leaders are going to assume that it's a freshman job, then everyone else is going to assume it's a freshman yeah. job and not do it. But you know, it takes it takes leadership to, to, to step up and be like, Hey, this is like, everyone has to take a part of this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's that great scene. Sorry to do movies, but, um, in, uh, remember the Titans, right. Uh-huh. Where yes. it's, uh, ad- attitude reflects leadership. Right. Yes. Um, and that, that like, and you can maybe not like that moment also, if you have a problem with that, you know, with that whole situation. But like, I think that, um, you know, your leaders and your, your supposed leaders, supposed upperclassmen, like they set the tone for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think that includes setting up the net. So, so when you're talking about recruiting an athlete, you know, are they, are they the ones that are willing to sacrifice a little bit for the team and go put the antenna on or crank the net or carry a pole yeah. or whatever? Um, well, and I just yeah. think also like once you get to college, you're a freshman again. So it's like, yeah. You know, I, I to me, it's like, why why are we putting this stigma on these freshmen when you're about to be a freshman? And I just think that, you know, if you're that person all through high school, that's like, I'm just better than this. Some people are going to have a very rude awakening when they get to college, because when I got to college, I personally was like, oh, my gosh, I'm playing with 21 year olds. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm, big I difference. was 17 when I went to college and turned 18 in August. So yeah. it was like, I am the baby now and holy, I'm playing with women. Like yeah. that's where I think that things get a little bit put into perspective when you walk into your first day of volleyball, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is different than playing with my teammates in high school where it's, you know, 16, 17 year olds. And now it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm playing with these people. Um, so I don't know. I just, you know, I think just do the work and also, you know, and recruiting, it takes work. And yes, there are great recruiting services out there, but at the end of the day, you know, coaches are recruiting you as a person. And so, mm-hmm please don't just sit back and let mom do the emails. Cause I've definitely gosh, yes. coached those kids and had those kids email me as a college coach. Um, so yeah. just put in the work, do your, do your due diligence and you know, what, what do you like? What do you don't like? Ask questions um, and do the work all the way around so that, you know, they're investing in you as a person and as a volleyball player and, and give them something back. Yeah. There is, there's a very small minority that, can do literally nothing in the recruiting process yeah. and still get recruited very, very at a really, small. really high level. <laughs> very, very small. Um, and, and so for the majority of, you know, for the 99 and a half percent of the athletes out there that are, that are playing college ball, like they have to put in the work. So yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for your time. I really appreciate yeah, thank it. Thanks so much. Um, it's nice to hear kind of what's going on high school and, and all that. And, um, yeah. So I always refer to us, we're the Guinea pigs, us in football, we are getting thrown into the fire here, but so far so good. We're, we're, we're trucking along. 
yeah, I am. I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that high school sports is, is happening. I think it'll be really beneficial for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I'm at the college level. I'm kind of curious as to how, how it's going to work this fall. And then um, I'm just sitting back and waiting to see what basketball does. Cause basketball is the big mm-hmm. X factor in my opinion. Like we've, we've got to figure out basketball. We've got to figure out how to have an NCAA tournament and maybe we don't. And then maybe the NCAA disappears and all will be better. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I coach K I think said it a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we can't go back to back years without the NCAA tournament. It's just, not yeah. Hard it's these athletic departments won't function without that income. That's so, very true. So yeah, hopefully, and, and that's what I'm, I'm just kind of like, what's basketball going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Let them, let them be the ones that figure they, it I out. Mean, they are, they're going to, they're going to be like you guys, the guinea pigs. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, you got to go teach some kids, which is great. Good for you. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that you're teaching. I can't do it. So, yeah, it's um, I would say I'm not gonna lie. I have worked harder in this uh, last few weeks, quote unquote, teaching um, than I have in my entire high school coaching (laughs) career. So it has been uh, a lot and very stressful. But like I said, we're just we're getting to do it. So I'm appreciative of that. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. And uh, um, yeah, hopefully I can maybe I can come see a game at some point this fall. Yeah, come on. All right. All right. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.